Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Oilers in the wild tonight. 6 o'clock puck drop Edmonton time. On the Oilers Radio Network, Cam Moon and myself will have the call. We are going to go off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We are pleased to be joined by our headliner for today's show, Minnesota Wild General Manager, former Edmonton Oilers player Bill Guerin. Our headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we welcome back Bill Guerin to Oilers Now. Bill, it's Bob. How are you doing? Bob, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Well, you should be doing great. You've built a hell of a team. Uh, they're big. They're tough. Uh, you got eight of your top nine forwards with career offensive seasons. You got veteran defense, and you got two really good goalies. So you've put together a pretty good squad and maybe an underrated coach, frankly. Uh, not a surprise to those that know Dean Evison from his days with the old. He actually was an oiler, a Kamloops junior oiler when he played for uh, coaching legend Bill LaForge. But just a thought on the year that has been so far in, in Minnesota and what you guys have accomplished so far this season. Well, first of all, thank you for the kind words on our team. I, I think, um, you know, a, a big reason for the success is, is you know, are the people that you mentioned, uh, you know, being Dean Evison and, and the players and, uh, you know, Dean and I have brought a, a, a certain message to the to the team, and and you know, a way we want to play, and a uh, philosophy that we go by, and certain characteristics of the players that we want. And, you know, we we give these players full credit, and uh, they have bought into everything. They have really led the way. Um, you know, they, they've been extremely dedicated to. You know, not just putting their best individual performances on the ice, but their best team performances. It's 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 really all about the team here, and um, you know these guys really they don't care who gets the goals, who gets the assists. They care that we win, and um, you know, like, like I said, I give full kudos to, to our players. Uh, Oiler fans all year long were, you know, hoping Edmonton could get what you know a perceived uh, perceived upgrade in goal. Uh, they didn't really have, you know, Mike Smith healthy until the last couple of weeks. He's performed much better. You went and got the guy that many people around the league were kind of targeting, Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, I love the sliding acquisition cost because it's directly tied to your success in the playoffs. So, uh, just a thought on the one-two punch you have because Cam Talbot, from my recollection, when he was with Edmonton and traveling with the team. 
is a great teammate as a goaltender. That's one of the things that I noticed about him right away. But, uh, it, you know, you, you did give up an asset. Uh, but it's, it's not a stone-cold mortal lock first. But just, how you know, how that whole deal came to, uh, together and what it said about Minnesota that Marc-Andre Fleury was wa- wa- willing to waive his no-movement clause to come play for your club. Well, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head with Cam Talbot. Um, you know, he, he's a, a A-plus teammate and human being. Um, you know, I, I was in communication with him during the process, and I just didn't want him getting surprised by anything. And he was in full support of it. I mean, uh, and that's just what type of guy he is. And when we made the trade and Cam played that night, he, he goes out and gets a shutout. And uh, you know what? Him and Flower are, are both uh, – you know, well into their 30s, and and you know they they're in such good shape that they can handle um, a lot of games. But we don't want to tax them, and we just figure we're stronger with both of them and the competitors that they both are, and um, you know the character guys and, and the way that they play. I mean, they're they're good goalies, and we're lucky to have them both. And I think with Flower uh, willing to come here again, I I go back to the players and what they built here, the culture in our dressing room and the reputation that they all have now uh, for that, it was definitely a place, um, you know, I guess the flower was willing to uh, accept the trade. We're joined by Minnesota GM Bill Guerin, Bob Stauffer with the Oilers now. Bill, you added four defensemen in their 30s in the offseason. There's an old saying, veteran D don't make as many mistakes. Was that part of the thought process uh, process in bringing in, you know, Merrill and Ben and Kulikov and Goligoski? Yeah, you know, we didn't really put an emphasis on their age. We put an emphasis on on what we we thought how they could play. Um, we we thought we were getting, uh, you know, actually very good value for for our dollars with with each and every one of these guys. And and to be quite honest they've all come in and exceeded expectations. And, um, you know, that's, that's just, I guess that's just lucky. <laughs> and to be quite honest with you, and, you know, those guys have come in and played great. And, and when they do that, they make us look good. And, um, you know, they've all been, been uh, fantastic teammates and, you know, they, they've all contributed a great deal. You already had a tough team. I mean, you got, you know, your third line is maybe the best third line in the league with Erickson, Greenway, and Felino, and they, they play with a physical intensity. You got a, a guy like Duhame developing. Just give me a thought process to going out and, and adding Deloria and Middleton, uh, because, you know, a lot of Western Canadians thoroughly admire that approach because we grew up with it. You can never have enough willingness to engage in that route, but uh, I, I gotta <laughs> tell you, I thought it was a little bit surprising knowing our Already how physical and you got to be able to play don't get me wrong and they, they can all play but i was a little surprised knowing how physical your team already was so maybe take us through a bit of the uh, logic behind it yeah you know i, I just think it goes to, to playoff hockey and um you know we liked our team we, we we trusted everybody we just thought you know we needed to get just a little more heaviness um a little more size it wasn't necessarily the you know the toughness. That's just I guess an added bonus. Um, but it's it's the uh, it's the grit that they play with. It's the willingness to go uh, to the dirty areas. Um, you know, it's the willingness to stick up for teammates, and they're and they're hard to contain. And and with you know with Middleton, he, he's he's big and heavy, so he can contain big and heavy guys. Um, so we we just felt that those guys would be. Uh, 
good additions, and and they have been. I mean, they've been they've been great for us, and uh, kind of come in seamlessly. They're 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 great guys. No disrespect to the state of hockey, but if Kirill Kaprizov was playing in Toronto or with the Rangers, would he be a stone cold mortal lock as a top five player in the world in the eyes of some? Do you think? Well, I, I think he is. No matter where he plays, it doesn't matter. No matter, I don't care what about the attention you get. The hockey people know, and and yeah. you know people like yourself know. He is. It doesn't matter if you're on the cover of the newspaper every day, or you know how many likes you get, or how many followers you have. That doesn't mean jack squat to us. He is a top five player in this league, and um, you know, and I, I'd, I'd put him up against anybody. Spectacular apps, and you inherited him as a pick, so I'm sure the first to appreciate some yeah. of the work that got done before. Yeah, well, yeah. Fifth round pick. Oh, absolutely. I, I actually, I, I called Chuck Fletcher when we got him here, and I said, you know, hats off to you guys for picking this kid where you did. And uh, yeah, they deserve a ton of credit. Uh, I know you're in on another high-profile NCAA uh, free agent, just as we see. I'm not sure where th- those discussions are at with uh, the Meyer kid, but uh, you ended up having to trade the rights for Jack McBain. Um, were you limited because of the bonus structure for him in terms of where he could move around? Like, I'm sure there were some teams that would have been interested in McBain who had a, you know, a heck of a season at BC, but is the reality only certain clubs could take him because of the fact that they were going to burn a year on his deal? Um, no, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't look into what the other team's financial situation, I knew what we wanted to get. And if we didn't get it, we weren't going to trade them. And, you know, if a player, does, like I said, but in the past, I could care less. If a player doesn't want to be here, I don't care. We'll trade you. Yeah. Well, you got lots of good prospects coming, and I want to maybe get a bit of an update on Marco Rossi because he's had a heck of an offensive season for you in Iowa, and his career at one point got derailed a bit. How sort of heartwarming is it for you to see the progression that he has made and the fact that, Bill, he's probably going to be in your lineup next season? He's been fantastic. You know what? I think with everything that went on with him the year before, with pretty much missing a full year of hockey, having the the uh, the health condition he did after COVID, all those things that are, I mean, hey, look, that would be tough for anybody, never mind a 19-year-old kid uh, who's trying to, you know, make his way in the NHL. It's, so I think this, this year in the American Hockey League has been really good for him. He's had his ups, he's had his downs. He's played in every situation. He's played big minutes. Um, he's learned a ton from Tim Army and his coaching staff down there. And we've got all the confidence in the world that, uh, you know, Marco's going to have a long, uh, long career with us. And, um, you know, hopefully it'll be at the, the start of next year. When you guys were in town, uh, we had a brief conversation with Matt Hendricks about Carson Lambos. That team in Winnipeg is probably half a year ahead of their cycle. They're really good. I mean, Edmonton's got the loaded up team with, you know, all the first round picks and five world junior guys. This is an important defense prospect for you guys to bring along, isn't it? Yeah, he's extremely important for us. I mean, you know what? It's, it's just good to see him back playing. He, he's, he's an excellent player. We, we, we don't just value him as a player. We, we think he's a, just a good kid with a good head on his shoulders. And, you know, we, we want those guys to have success at the junior level. And, you know, not just not just individually, but team-wise. We want them to go far into the playoffs, get all that sort of experience before they, 
you know, really turn pro and, um, you know, we, we just, we just think the world of him. And, uh, you know, Hendy, Hendy's, he's, he's done, him and Brad Bombardier have done a great job in the development process with him. And Hendy will be the first one to tell you that too. You know that. Yeah, uh, and one final one, because uh, Epstein's mother has texted the show, he's still angry the Oilers passed on Jesper Wallstadt, who's who's represented by uh, Jerry Johansson, who's got Carter Savoy, by the way, so we're keeping an eye on that today uh, with Edmonton. Uh, but how? Uh, what, what sort of year did Wallstadt have uh, over in the uh, Swedish Hockey League? And there's usually a track for goaltenders. They take a little bit longer, as we know, Bill, but uh, this guy's a pretty good goalie, from what I recall from seeing him in the World Juniors. Yeah, yeah, he is, and uh, I believe they're in between the first and second round there. Um, we were just talking about him this morning, and uh, you know he's had another good year. Uh, he's tracking the right way. I tend to leave goalies and goalie situations to the goalie experts, um, you know. But uh, for for all intents and purposes, he's having a, a very good year, and we're looking forward to uh, getting him to North America. Well, you made a, a real hard decision on a couple players last summer. You built an excellent team, and nobody's betting against you next year, even though the, that cap hit increases significantly. you got a lot of good young players coming. Best of luck the rest of the way, Bill. Thank you for your time. Bob, thanks for having me on, buddy. See you today. You bet. That is Bill Guerin. He is the Minnesota Wild general manager. His... Uh, our order is now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It might just be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, today. And we do want to mention, for uh, order season seat holders, secure your 2022 Stanley Cup playoff seats by this Thursday. Locking your seats for the playoffs ahead of the public. You go online through your Oilers account manager or by uh, reaching the Oilers at 780-414-GOAL. We'll come back with this day in Oilers history and get to some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Flores text line when we return on Oilers Now. All right, welcome back to Oilers Now. It is 150. That's 150 in uh, Edmonton. So during that conversation with uh, Bill Guerin, and the, the player's name is Ben Myers. He was runner-up for the uh, Hobie Baker Award. He's from the University of Minnesota, and the uh, Minnesota Wild are one of the teams on him. The prospect they had was Jack McBain, and he ultimately got moved to a second-round pick to the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, what ended up happening is McBain's representatives facilitated calls with five or six NHL organizations that McBain had interest in. Uh, so Bill Guerin got a second-round draft choice back. Uh, turned out, actually, it's Vancouver's pick as part of that off-season deal with Oliver ekman Larson and Connor Garland going from Arizona to Vancouver. Remember, uh, Vancouver gave up the number one, which turned out to be Edmonton's Dylan Gunther, uh, as well as a second-round pick in this year's draft, and that was flipped for McBain as a player. We talked about Carter Savoy. Carter Savoy, uh, his representative is Kevin Coral from the Sports Corporation. Kevin Coral is Ken Holland's son-in-law. Kevin played for the Regina Pats in the WHL, had an 80-point season, played five years at Acadia. Uh, that's the school that Alberta pounded 7-0, the University Cup this year. So uh, Kevin, I think, joined the Sports Corporation and Jerry Johansson probably about, uh, I'm thinking about, actually, he had Dylan Gunther as well at one point, uh, about a year ago. So we'll continue. To, I, I think there's a good chance Savoy, uh, I'd be surprised if he wasn't at least in Bakersfield by next fall. Okay, uh, you know, I guess in theory he's he's got two years of NCAA eligibility left. It's hard to win 
uh, a national championship in the NCAA, and the opportunity might be now. I think he's going to need some time in the minors. Brendan, I'm going to defer to you. You've seen him play more than me. Uh, 50-goal score for the Sherwood Park Crusaders. You did their games during that year. You got any comparables as a player for our listeners out there right now? The Hoffman one makes sense to me for sure. I mean, just picture anybody kind of stout who can get a shot off from anywhere. I mean, unconventional. And it's heavy. It's very heavy. So he kind of hovers around, uh, you know, different areas of the ice. Ovechkin's a stretch for anybody as a comparable, obviously. But, you know, and that's almost, it was a lackadaisical sense. And that's not necessarily a positive word. And I thought that that might be something that separated him from getting to the next level. And obviously that hasn't been an issue. So, um, yeah, just I can see a 30-goal scorer, obviously, with the shot that he continues to put on display. Somebody said Michael Ryder to me as well, and I found that interesting because, you know, Ryder had some big offensive seasons in Boston, I think he, in Montreal, so that might be a good comparison. Not always a guy you notice all the time. John has texted the show on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, the biggest difference I've seen in the Oilers lately is that they are contesting everything the other teams want to do. They contest zone exits, zone entries, breakout passes, cycles, everything. The Oilers teams in the past have allowed the opposition to accomplish these things too easily. That one comes to us from John, who says he would just do one year each for Pulley and Yamo at $2.5 million. Hmm. It's an interesting way to do it because they would have some more money open up uh, next offseason. Interesting. All right. Uh, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50-plus years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer Recommendation. Mediterranean chicken, 15 uh, Royal Pizzas in Edmonton. They're now up to four in Calgary. Don't be afraid to tell your friends in Calgary about Royal Pizza, old school big boy pizza. Speaking of Calgary, we got a listing in Oilers history. Oh, wow. We have a new S travel. Uh, for the people that are flying in uh, to uh, uh, Nashville tomorrow, we have a, an event. Um, it's going to be a heck of a time. We got... So you got some good guests that are going to be joining us uh, for tomorrow's event. That's all I'm going to say at this time. You can uh, join New West Travel for the playoff road trip. Register for the Oilers roadie uh, for the playoffs at newwesttravel.com. Brendan Escott's going to take us back to 1984. When the uh, Oilers outshoot the Flames 54-29 and cruise to a 5-2 win to open the Smythe Division Final, Wayne Gretzky with two goals and two assists. Kevin McClellan fought Paul Baxter with eight seconds left in the game. Paul Baxter was a, he had a sneaky left hand, uh, didn't have much of a chin. He was a smaller guy, but he was a tenacious fellow. Uh, he, he'd go down once in a while, but he played the game on an edge. There's no question about that. The Oilers ultimately won that series in seven games, and there were nervous times in Edmonton as they closed it out. All right, tonight. Tonight, 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 from the XL Energy Center in Minnesota, we'll have the face-off show. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon, and myself at 4.30. Puck drop, 6 p.m. Mooner's stoked. He's jacked. He's pumped up. He's never called a game at the XL Energy Center. It's a fun place to do a game from tomorrow. We'll be in Nashville. Brian Lott from the NHL Network for 
Acadian Custom Built Homes, David Staples uh, from the Edmonton Journal and the Cult of Hockey, and our NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. They'll all be guests on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. Then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. I will rejoin you at 4.35 from the XL Energy Center. Uh, until then, stay tuned. Eileen up next with a global news weather traffic update. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.